0: Welcome to Finest Work Songs. My name is James Madison. My name is Rat. <laughs> Matt, I don't know if I'll ever be the same after you revealed last epipod that your name was actually James Madison. I'm a man of intrigue and mystery. I and haven't slept since then. Every night I'm laying there being like, what else is not true? Yeah. Next mm-hmm. thing you're going to tell me, Santa's not real.
1: ex <laughs> on the end say. <laughs>
0: <laughs> remember that point of when you were young and you learned pig Latin and you thought, oh my gosh. My world has
1: just exploded in wonder. And No one's going to understand what I'm no, saying. No, I'm going to be able to just get away with saying all sorts
0: of things. Grey, oo ye, ooh scray, ooh yay, um, may. <laughs> what? How'd she know Are that? Are you from pig Latania? <laughs> <laughs> Are we doing Santa this year? Are we really going to tell our kids we have been quarantining and trying to keep away from... Yeah, keeping it safe. Yeah. And this guy's going to come into every house... <laughs> Eating cookies. I just spreading COVID. I gotta think Santa's got some sort of herd immunity from the elves. Of the reindeer, elves, oh, the okay. reindeer. What if COVID was Santa's master plan all along? <gasps> Santa Claus, SC spreads COVID. Ooh, it was right in front of our faces God, the whole time. Yeah, he's just trying to wipe out the human race so he and the elves can rule. Thousand year plan. All these elves wearing these maga hats <laughs> make America jolly again. <laughs> We're on to you, Santa, you super spreader. For our Christmas Epipod each year, by that I mean we've done it once, but it's a tradition now. That's right. Each of us picks a Christmas album to review, so this is our present to you, twice the albums.
1: We always like to start with our memory of an album.
0: In this case, Matt, what is your Christmas album memory? Christmas is shaping up to be a little bit different, maybe even a little stressful this year, but it's not the most stressful Christmas that I've had. That would be Christmas Eve, 1988. Hmm. At the time, I was a uh, detective <laughs> and uh, for the you were, NYPD. You were 12 years old? Yeah, I was pretty advanced. Oh, man,
1: you're yeah. like the Doogie Howser of detectives. <laughs> I
0: totally was. Yeah, it was Christmas Eve. I flew out to Los Angeles trying to reconcile with my estranged wife. <laughs> I was driven to this party at this huge building that my wife worked at. While I was changing my clothes from my cop clothes to my party clothes the tower was seized by a german (sighs) radical yeah by the name of hans gruber Mm. and he had a whole bunch of people with him they took everyone hostage but i was able to get out of there and escape you know they thought they were going to get away with it but they didn't know that i was there Hmm. i triggered a fire alarm to try Mm -hmm. and get the cops out there that's smart but then they through the camera see that that i'm there they sent tony after me i was like happy trails chief and i shot him (laughs) I like to say something before I shoot. Yeah, you like to have a little swagger before you kill somebody. Then I was able to get his weapon and his radio, and so that's how I contacted the police department. I come across two other guys. Before I killed them, I said, who let the dogs out? Sport. (laughs) And then I shot both of them. And it was kind of like a video game, because then I was able to get some C4 explosives and detonators. So it's like every time I kill somebody, I get a treat. There was some bad guys on one of the lower floors. And so I took the C4 explosives that I had. Mm -hmm. I threw it down the elevator shaft. And right before it hit, I yelled, did I do that, honcho? And then it exploded. (laughs) A little while later, I encountered more bad guys. I'm wandering around. I don't have shoes on. And the bad guys knew that. So on one of the upper floors, they shot out the windows so that I would have to walk on broken glass which was pretty painful, but Oof. not as painful as when I popped out and I yelled, wax on, wax off, sensei, and I shot two of them.
1: <laughs> Were you writing down each of these phrases after you said them so you make sure you remembered them?
0: No, nah, it's just whatever comes to me in the moment. Oh, yeah. When I was 12, actually, I just had really catchy sayings, yeah, and they said, yeah. this kid needs to this be a, kid detective. Needs but, a detective. <laughs> Yeah. So in my next encounter, Hans has my wife, Holly, as a hostage and sicked his long-haired friend on me. But I just said, don't let the door hit you where the good Lord (laughs) splits you, me amigo, and just shot him dead. He didn't have time to react with that long of a phrase? It was like two shots. I hit him with the line and hit him with the Bang, bang. Yeah. And I had a submachine gun because I'd killed more people, so I got more prices. Yep. And they got that from me because they had Holly, and I wasn't gonna let them kill her. Mm-hmm. I had a pistol taped to my back. Okay, as my hands were up on my head, distracting oh, yeah. them, reached down and grabbed my gun and fired two shots. As the bullets were <laughs> flying through the air, I yelled, "Where's the beef, home slice?" And got it in just before the Jeez. bullets hit. And then I threw Hans Gruber through a window, but he grabbed onto Holly's wrist. Oof. And so he's out the window. Dangling there. I'm holding onto my wife, trying to keep her from falling. I said, it smells like up dog in here, Kimo Sabe. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, what's this up dog? And I pulled off my wife's wristwatch and he fell down. <laughs> and as he fell, I yelled, not much. What's up with you? <laughs> anyway, on our way to the hospital, there was a Christmas song playing. And I was like, what's this? This is Christmas music. And I was like, this is great. And that was my first memory of Christmas music.
1: <laughs> Man, that's some story. Yeah, it was wild. It's, it sounds like even as a young kid, you just had like a sixth sense for mm-hmm. knowing when the to- <laughs> Come out with these phrases. Your timing was so good. Like,
0: thanks. Years later, I wouldn't have been surprised to find out you had been moonlighting as a comedian. (laughs) Well, let's jump into it. We're going to get started, Matt. The album I chose is a Christmas gift for you from Phil Spector.
1: Oh, everybody wants something from Phil Spector. (laughs) Phil Spectre shows up at your house yeah something. Welcome him right There's in. No reason to
0: lock the door. Phil Specter is just insane. Yep. If you Google Phil Specter, you'll find a famous picture of him where he's oh, yeah. at trial and his hair oh, explains gosh. it all. Yep. He is an awful human being. From all accounts, he's a murderer. But also this Christmas album It's magical. Is <laughs> I would argue it's the gold mm-hmm. standard of Christmas albums. We could cover a ton of songs on here, but there's just a few that I want to highlight. And the first is Santa Claus is Coming to Town by the Crystals. All right, so Phil Spector at the time, he had gained legendary status with Be My Baby, which turned the rock world on its head because no one had achieved such a full sound. That's Mm -hmm. that wall of sound that he created, which you may think is just by piling everything onto the track, but it really is just the brilliance of his production and where he places everything. Every frequency is covered, Mm -hmm. and so it just comes out as extremely full, and that's what he does on this album as well. This album is a bridge between the old... And mm-hmm. what's to come yeah. this is the first album that takes a traditional song and combines it with rock and roll mm-hmm. because before that all of your christmas albums are your frank sinatra dean martin dean martin johnny Crosby. Mathis. yeah from this point on you have sort of rock and pops introduction to christmas music and that's what they achieved with this album
1: you don't get the local pop rock radio station converting over to a month of christmas music if this album never comes out.
0: Yeah, so all of a sudden, kids listening, their favorite artists are doing Christmas songs in the style of the music that they are mm-hmm. known for. That opens up a Pandora's box that allows us to have every artist after that recording Christmas yeah. songs, right. either in their style or not, as we'll see. This next song is an example of that, because Sleigh Ride is not an exciting song. Not. When you give it to the Ronettes, this is what they do with it. Yep. Is that Michael Winslow? I think it is. Did they bring in?
1: Oh, my God. We need a horse. I can do a wolf. No, no, no. We need a horse. Oh, it's Michael. Come on, man. You want me, you want me to do a car starting? No. We just want a freaking horse.
0: There is at least four maybe five key changes oh yeah in this song we just heard a key change but they keep going throughout the whole it's
1: like a stairway to key change heaven
0: and that's actually what inspired led zeppelin when they heard this and they wrote that song yep my favorite is the last one the song is done Mm -hmm. and with two lines left they again modulate and change the key up listen to this That's Michael Winslow in the background. He's been doing the clop, clop, the whole. And the horse. And the horse, yep. They didn't know he was there. He was hiding. (laughs) They finished the song and the guy's like, everybody quiet, you know. And then Michael Winslow from behind the drums. (laughs) Oh, Oh, man.
1: And that's the beauty of this whole album is there are probably a half dozen songs on this album that you would say like, oh, if I'm putting together like the 10 best, most quintessential Christmas songs, half of them could be from this
0: album. Yeah. And that's got to be one of them takes everything that we love about Christmas. There is a fun aspect, Mm -hmm. there is a childlike innocence to it, as we'll see with this next song, which is I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. (laughs)
1: She's not really all that upset that Santa's kissing her mom. No. What was life
0: like back then in the 50s Where well, she's going, kind of,
1: hey, it would have been kind of a goof if dad had walked in. Yeah.
0: Oh, well. He would have seen this old man kissing getting, mommy and probably laughed. I'm getting tickled. I'm going back to bed. Yeah. <laughs> Night. <laughs> Night.
2: <Nice. laughs>
0: it's a weird song. It is. But the childlike yeah. air that they bring mm-hmm. makes it fun. Oh, yeah. You know, they can do this and you don't go, ew. There's a childlike innocence and fun throughout the whole album. And the Ronettes are brilliant. But the highlight of this album by far is the one original. And this is the song that I think every Christmas song is chasing after. Christmas, Baby Please Come Home with Darlene Love.
1: I hadn't really thought about it until you mentioned that this is the song that people are chasing. And I think you're right. I mean, think about how many original new Christmas songs come out. Mm -hmm. Most of them are pretty awful. You rarely get success with something new like this. You know, you think about Mariah Carey, All I Want for Christmas is You. She could live off that song alone for 800 years. You just don't get
0: good original Christmas songs. And the fact that this one's 50 years old. And it represents the sound of this album, too. Mm -hmm. Ever since this album, you kind of have to have sleigh bells. You add strings in and and this big, bombastic holiday chorus. That's what people are going for. You've got to have
1: the backing vocals just Mm -hmm. belting
0: out. I contend this is the album that people are chasing. I think that this changed Christmas music. And yet... It kind of was a flop in the beginning. Yeah, it did not do well. Because it was released on November 22nd, 1960. Oh, what happened that day. If you're way older than us, then you probably know right away right. that's the day and JFK you know died. Yeah. yeah, it's similar to if you tell somebody now of our generation yeah. or even younger that 9-11. Yeah. It's etched in people's yeah. memories. It, it
1: resonates in a similar fashion.
0: So it's pretty sad that this album came out and the record companies pulled it. It didn't do that well until it was re-released in 1972 by the Beatles' Apple Records. Oh. That's when it first hit the charts. But since then, it never goes away. No. Whenever it wants to, it just mm-hmm. creeps up and shows its strength. <laughs> so this set the standard back in 1963, followed by the Beach Boys in the following year kind of chasing this. And ever since then, you've had artists creating Christmas albums compilations so that brings us to the next album we're going to cover matt and what is that a very special christmas compilation from 1987.
1: If the Phil Spector Christmas album is the gold standard, in a lot of ways, a very special Christmas became like the charitable, philanthropic compilation album gold standard. You know, you're coming on the heels of We Are the World, yeah, and Band Aid, uh, Live Aid. And it was the golden age of let's get a bunch of musicians together and do some good. There are some magical moments on this album. Yeah. But it's also so 1980s. Oh my gosh. There are some classics from this album. You know, you turn on, Christmas radio from Thanksgiving to end of December, you're going to hear a lot of these songs over and over again.
0: And that's the fun part is when we examine this album, you're going to hear songs that you will hear at the mall today. Yep. And you're going to hear songs that you've never heard before and will never be played at the mall. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Obviously, with this being a Christmas compilation, there are a lot of covers and there's some some new stuff on here. Yeah, there's only one new song. There's one new song, just like the uh, Phil Spector.
0: That's right. It's like a time capsule in that we see artists on here who have such staying power, such star Mm -hmm. power at the beginning of their careers. So Mm -hmm. they're kind of buried in the album where other artists who are huge at the time are really in the prime spots, like we'll see with this first track. (laughs) Santa Claus is coming to town by the Pointer Sisters.
1: To me, the song always sounds like the producers had the music ready to go. They had the band ready. Right. And they're like, we need someone to come in and sing this. And the Pointer Sisters just happen to be walking
0: by (laughs) while shopping. (laughs) Perfect. Come on in Come on in. And they just do a line of Coke and then get in there and just sing it. Just sing it one time. It's frantic. It's frenetic. It makes me anxious. (laughs) It feels like I'm trapped in the mall holding a ton of shopping bags. Yes. And I've eaten a candy cane and drank a mocha or something, and I'm just hyped up. It's awful. And <laughs> I got to imagine, like, they finished
1: it, left after one take. Everyone else was like, that was it. We kind of would like for them to do that over.
0: Do we? I think that's the best we got. And I don't hate the Pointer Sisters. No. Man. I mean, jump for my love. But how does that one start the album? Exactly. <laughs> who sequence this? Is it Jimmy Iovine? I'm assuming he. He's the producer who brought yeah. all these people together. You, got, you have to have somebody who has a draw. Just like Quincy Jones with We Are The World. So, Jimmy Iovine pulls everybody together, puts the Pointer Sisters first. Front and center. Yeah, I guess they thought, man, this is the way to kick off an album. Of course, we have you know, 30 years of hindsight on, on these kinds of things. But yeah.
1: Like, you're watching like the We Are The World video. There in sort of the middle of everybody is Bananarama.
0: Right. <laughs> and you're like, oh,
1: that's where we were that's in 1985.
0: We I have a theory. He put them first on the album because it's the girl group sound mm-hmm. which is ah, established yeah. by the phil Spector. maybe so if everybody's chasing that he wants that feel that's what they identify. well with. he nailed it
1: this gives you a sense of what we're working with, with yeah this album.
0: so they set this crazy tone with the first song and yep. naturally they're going to follow it up and keep it going keep the energy going yeah. love knows no season love knows no climb
2: romance can blossom any old time Here in the open, we're walking and hoping together. Sleigh bells ring.
0: There's a lot of kinky stuff going on in Christmas songs. Yeah, there really is. There's a lot of allusions to being unfaithful by the fire. It's cold. Yeah, sure. Anything goes. Yeah, this was peak Eurythmics.
1: It makes sense to front load them. On an album like this. It kind of
0: does, but the placement is so weird.
1: I mean, I'll give them credit. I mean, it's they've taken this old standard
0: yeah. and 85's it somehow. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, and it is a different
0: sound. It is a, its own unique version of this song. What you're saying brings up a good point. When people approach a Christmas song, what's your angle? Mm-hmm. It's the same discussion that we have about cover songs. Yeah. Are you going to try and match it? be true to it. Yeah. Are you going to try and do a spin on it? And if you do that, I like to think that you need to go far enough that it's unique. Yep. It's the same with Christmas songs. Are you just going to sloppily throw something together like the Pointer Sisters did? Mm -hmm. To your point, Matt, it's it's weird to follow up the Pointer Sisters with that. So at this point, we don't know what's going on. (laughs) But thankfully, we have a trusted and true voice to bring us home.
1: Did Whitney ever do, like, her own Christmas album?
0: Yes. Okay. Because I
1: got to think it would sound a lot
0: like that. I'm going to save my comments for later because I have something to reveal to you. Oh. It's a Christmas present. Oh. Just wait. Did you know that she did this in one take?
1: Just like the Pointer Sisters.
0: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) She was on tour and Jimmy Iovine came and she recorded this in North Carolina. Oh, really? In one take. Wow. So that's Whitney Houston. That's amazing. It's the voice, man. At her peak. Even the songs
1: that I didn't love. You still can't argue with the beauty and the power of her voice. No,
0: and it's completely legit. Have you ever heard the isolated vocals? There's- This is pre auto tune, right? Pre, you can make it sound like whatever you want. I mean, that's just her voice,
1: and she was young, yeah, at that point. That's amazing.
0: Yeah, she was the real deal. So after Whitney Houston's died, Pentatonics get their hands oh. on her vocals, and this is what they do with it. Oh, no. How on earth did the Whitney Houston estate allow this Ugh. travesty, Ugh. the voice of Whitney Houston to be given to those hacks? <laughs> I can't stand a cappella music. I'm all for vocal groups. I'm all for harmonies. I love it. I can appreciate the talent that goes into
1: like an acapella song yeah and, and my groups. point
0: is that you're using that talent for evil and not good <laughs> just go be in a band go sing in a choir even yeah. a choir even like barbershop harmony i can get behind yeah. just acapella where you're doing all the dumb noises it would be like somebody who could be a surgeon going to the mall and working at cinnabon and using those talented hands in that brain to to ice and cut cinnabon that's what it would be like i have strong feelings on acapella if you can't tell i had
1: not noticed
0: so anyway we could do a whitney houston epipod but instead we will keep moving along this is the 80s so you go pointer sisters you go eurythmics you you go whitney houston i mean naturally next up is the boss He's yelling at his band. I wonder if they get tired of it.
1: Was this the same show where they do Santa Claus Coming to Town?
0: I don't know, but we're going to talk about I, that. i got to think, sure. like, think the
1: crowd was like, seriously? I just want to
2: say. I just want to say.
0: Little Steven. Yeah bring bring it down little Steven. Shut up little Steven. Yeah Not great. (laughs) Not great. I mean, you're competent. I do appreciate his high standards. So that's an example of somebody just taking a song. I don't care what the song is. You're getting the E Street Band. That's what you're getting. Before we mentioned the Ronitz version of I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus and that childlike feel of the song and the innocence even. It's the 80s. And so you're getting the guy who talked about being outside the tasty freeze yep. sucking on a chili dog let's, <laughs> oh, let's, boy. let's see what he does oh, with boy. this subject matter <laughs> you don't get billy ray without john mellencamp that's,
1: that's, uh, that's a good point
0: yeah Imagining a 35-year-old John Mellencamp creeping down the stairs and seeing his old mom kissing Santa. Mommy done with Santa yet? Y'all don't mind me. I'm just going to go outside and have a smoke. John Mellencamp
1: doing it. Another standard
0: radio hit. Yeah, why is that a standard? I don't know. It's and, just And then, weird. then the
1: song gets to the end, and then it slows down to this like slow...
0: Their version does? It's these kids singing it. Oh, let me see. Are these the twin girls from The Shining? I think so. Or is it the Pointer Sisters like <laughs> three hours later after
1: the Coke is worn off?
0: <laughs> they gathered all the 80s horror movie kids. The girl from The Exorcist. Poltergeist. Yeah, the girl from Twilight Zone who didn't have a mouth because yep. her brother took it from her. Yep. She's in there humming. <laughs> That's just creepy. Yeah. But you know what? In some weird way, I'm a fan of his sequencing because they take that creepiness yep. and it works really well with this next song. Well known Christmas classic. Sure. Oh man. Everyone knows. Sing along. Gabriel's message. The
2: angel Gabriel from heaven came. His wings as drifted snow, his
1: eyes as flame. Tom York heard this and was like, this is going to be
0: our sixth album sound. (laughs) I feel like a bunch of nerds heard this and came up with cosplay. <laughs> yeah, he had that whole medieval vibe. What is going on here? Those weird synth sounds? Yeah, Is this Enigma? <laughs> it totally sounds like Enigma. Enigma was born out of Sting. Out of this album. Yes. Thank you, Jimmy Island. Yeah. It sounds like Sting is trying to get a track onto Jim Henson's The Dark Crystal. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing, Sting?
1: some charismatic, powerful lead singers leave their bands that they've gotten big with and do fun things like Just a Gigolo.
0: Right. Sting David Sting, yeah, it's like, I'm sorry, police, this isn't medieval enough. I'm going to go that direction, guys. Uh, good luck to you. And he's like, fare thee well. And he throws down a smoke bomb and walks out in a wizard hat. I'm
1: Sting. Then he invests in medieval times. Chains. <laughs>
0: Andy and Stuart look at each other and they think, I guess we should have known all along. We thought Sting was a cool name, but then we should have realized that he actually named himself after Frodo's sword from Lord of the Rings. We should have known that this That should nerd. have been a red flag. Yeah, it was going in this direction. Ah. Oh man, Sting started medieval times. He's wearing like a Squire uniform. He walks yes. in and bows to Jimmy Iovine. King Iovine. Oh gosh, here comes Sting. Oh boy, yes Sting. Bruce is like, let's get out of here. Eurythmics is like Greetings, Lord Sting. <laughs> it's like and a the high school sisters are like <laughs> <laughs> It's like a high school cafeteria. The goth actor kids like Sting and Eurythmics are all hanging out together Yes, Bruce and like he and John Mellencamp are out in the smoking pit yeah they're out yeah. in the smoke pit with jean jackets on the Pointer Sisters are they want to be the head cheerleader like Whitney but instead yeah. they're on the flag court <laughs> <laughs> they're on the dance team <laughs> <laughs> so this train wreck of a song if you made it through you are rewarded greatly by the only original song on this album the inimitable Run DMC. Yes. This is Christmas in house.
1: I think either Jimmy Iovine or record company came to them and wanted them to do this on this album, and they kind of resisted at
0: first. Yeah, if you're running DMC, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna do some sellouts? Rudolph, Silent for, Night, yeah, it like a rap. It's like they didn't know what to do with rap yeah. yet. Released a year before, Raisin Hell mm-hmm. was a monster of an album. Mm-hmm. So they're coming off that, and apparently it was when Jam Master Jay, rest in peace, mm-hmm. found a groove from the song Backdoor Santa by the
1: one and only Clarence Carter. <laughs>
0: There was an interview done with Reverend Run. No, maybe it was with Daryl. But they were saying, if we're gonna do a song, we're gonna write something that we know. Yeah. The reason it resonated and felt real was because their mom was cooking chicken and collard greens, yeah. and that was part of their Christmas tradition.
1: When this song came out, I probably didn't appreciate it much because mm-hmm. I wasn't really into rap and hip hop. And you're like,
0: oh, why did Jimmy Alvin put the song after
1: that <laughs> great Sting song? <laughs> we need more medieval songs. <laughs> Could we've gotten I don't know Elton John to do Green Sleeves? <laughs>
0: You can't deny just how fun this song Mm -hmm. is. In the same way, the Phil Spector album was the standard for Christmas music. Mm -hmm. This set the standard for any Christmas rap song that came after this. You can't name a more iconic or long-lasting Christmas rap song. A
1: few years ago, they started doing those. Now that's what I call albums yeah i think the first now that's what i call christmas which is like a double album mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it starts with perry como and oh, dean martin and elvis and the beach boys and it goes down the line mm-hmm. chronologically you get to like 1987 yeah there's christmas and hollis yeah it's now a standard that's right
0: classic christmas part album. of that goes to what we we're talking about with christmas songs there has to be a childlike feel to it. Yep. There has to be some innocence to it. It can't yes. be this like Sting. serious, hard-hitting thing. Yeah, Sting, you listening? <laughs> I'm sure he is. And Run DMC nailed that because yeah. they had that fun element to them. And A's rap did that. I don't think that you could go back and recreate that now. No. All right, so as we mentioned before, it seems so weird to us now that Pointer Sisters would start the album off. Yeah. It just tells like the way things went. Christmas and Hollis should have been prime. Yep. And this next song, these are the two best songs on the album.
1: probably one of my top
0: five Christmas songs. Yeah. Because it's U2. And they do that U2 thing. It's hard to imagine now with Bono being a world figure. Mm -hmm. This is before Joshua Tree. And you feel the energy. And I think that's why this song works. Yeah. There has to be a sincerity that comes out. Mm -hmm. It can't feel like somebody walks in the studio and just throws something down. Yeah. I'm looking at you, Sisters, (laughs) and a lot of Christmas songs come off that way. Yeah, But it feels like there's some effort put into this by the band.
1: And I never knew, really until you're researching this, that this was done essentially live at a sound check yeah and it sounds like it I yeah mean, it has that energy to it it's true to the original yeah while still kind of making it their own mm-hmm. it's, it's amazing that this is so
0: buried in this album yeah as it is it's like you two sees the phil specter album and the bar that it sets mm-hmm. and they say not only are we going to reach for it we're going to choose the original yeah and they kill it yeah it's amazing so i mean
1: again high school cafeteria yep Everybody's you know, eating their square pizza, hanging out, sure. talking about the big football game. Mm-hmm. And in walks the most popular girl in the school. Not the most beloved. But the dangerous girl that all the girls are envious of and all the boys like.
0: Oh my gosh. Down what is, is she doing? Tonight. Betty Boop.
2: Right. Baby, an outer space convertible to light blue. I'll wait up for you, dear Santa baby, and hurry down the chimney tonight. Think of all the fun I've missed. Think of all the fellas that
0: I haven't kissed. This is just
1: gross. (laughs) And the amazing thing is, by most accounts, she
0: reinvigorated interest in the song. What?
1: Like people had kinda like forgotten about it.
0: Because it's weird. It's weird. I know there was an old version that Earth, Earth Kit yeah. did. It was banned in the South. Oh, really? When it came out, yeah. Because it's so dirty. Yeah. But meanwhile, they're like, Backdoor Santa by Clarence Carter? Not <laughs> a problem. On. We want more of that. Let's play that at the White House. Christmas <laughs> dinner. In
1: 1987, Madonna probably had the power to do anything she would have wanted on this album. True. And she chose this. And they
0: put it towards the end because it's weird.
1: Yeah, we're going to put uh, this new rap song... <laughs> And the song that you two just did in a sound check <laughs> yeah. before you. Yeah.
0: And Sting. And Sting and gonna go before you. Yeah, It's almost like they took the two weirdest songs on the album, the Sting song mm-hmm. and the Madonna song, and they put the two best songs because if they put the Sting and the Madonna, no one's getting past that. Yeah. Even if you make it through Sting, you're not making it through Madonna. Santa Baby. Yeah. That's like traveling across the desert only to reach a mountain. You're never going to make it. So, listeners, one thing we like to do here on Finest Work Songs is if you had to remove a song from an album, which one would it be? So, Matt, Madonna is showing up to your annual Christmas party, and she's in a big cake that she's going to pop out of and sing Santa Baby unless you remove a song off this album. So if you had to, which song would it be?
1: I think the one I would take off this album is the very last song, which is Stevie Nicks doing Silent Night.
0: Over Madonna?
1: I go back and forth between both of those. Stevie Nicks' voice on it is so Stevie Nicks. Yeah. It's It's like someone imitating Stevie Nicks. Right. It's a weird song to end the album with. For as awful as Santa Baby is, it still makes me kind of
0: laugh. Okay. What about you? Here's my gift for you, Matt. Okay. When I saw that they had Bruce Springsteen doing Merry Christmas Baby, I thought, why isn't Bruce doing Santa Claus is Coming to Town? Right? Right. And so I have made a version Uh-oh. that if I were Jimmy Iovine, these are the songs I would have the artists do. I kept it to the same artists. Okay. But I resequenced it and these are the songs. So this is my version oh, wow. of a very special Christmas. It's kicked off with the Boss doing Santa Claus is Coming to Town, yep. setting that tone of energy and Christmas. Sure. Followed up by the Pretenders, I would have them do White Christmas. Because if you think about it, they would come up with an incredibly cool version. Yeah, that's true. Run DMC, Christmas in Hollis is next, mm-hmm. followed by the Pointer Sisters. They have to be on here mm-hmm. with "Up on the Housetop," the Jackson would be Five good. version. That would be good. Because you're taking that frenetic energy, yep. you're taking that, you know, and, and it kind of works with the click, 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 and, and sniff, sniff, sniff. <laughs> After that would be John Mellencamp doing "Jack and Diane," because I'm not interested in John Mellencamp doing anything except "Jack and Diane." <laughs> And maybe I'd throw a sleigh bell in there so that it works. <laughs> and after that would be mix, same vibe. Uh-huh. And they would do "O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. That would be good. Which is that minor key yep. sort of Advent song. Mm-hmm. Here comes Whitney. Oh, yes. And she walks in. You've set this low tone with "O Come, Emmanuel, yep. which is about the Savior. Please come, Lord, right? Mm-hmm. And then you've got Whitney doing Oh Holy Night. Oh, man. Which is what she should be doing um, anyway yep. in terms of vocal... Christmas mm-hmm. songs that are powerful. You would be crying at the end. Of and that. there's a version out there of Whitney doing Oh Holy Night. Okay. How are you going to follow up Oh Holy Night? Baby Please Come Home mm-hmm. by you 2 After that is Bob Seger doing Like a Rock. <laughs> <laughs> with with Sleigh bells, Because that's all I want to hear Bob Seger doing. <laughs> and after that is Brian Adams doing Run Run Rudolph. Okay. It's a fun song. After that is Bon Jovi. And this one was tough. But I think their version of Here Comes Santa Claus... It'd be like the JV version of the boss doing Santa Claus is coming to okay. town. And then after that, Alison Moyette, who I don't even know who that is, would do A Little Town of Bethlehem. I don't know how she'd do. I just like that song. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I want it on there. Followed up by Sting. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's doing Gabriel's message because I want that train wreck on there. It's so <laughs> weird. And people need to hear it and realize Sting for what he became. Yeah. And with Stevie Nicks. And she would be doing the song just like Christmas that Lowe did. If you haven't heard it, mm. listen to it. If you imagine Stevie singing the song, it would be really cool. I like it. Now I left Madonna off. But I couldn't. <laughs> that's, I just, your, that's your caveat. That's my caveat. But that's my version of a very special poor Madonna. <laughs>
1: Thanks as always for listening. Be sure to let us know what your favorite Christmas albums or favorite Christmas songs are. Check back in with us next time. It'll be our end of season three Epipod and our listener's choice episode.
0: That's right. And until then, we hope you keep pumping the deuce. our theme song is by the incredible band medium heat this track is called radio and you should check them out at mediumheat.bandcamp.com they are on facebook at medium heat music